Welcome in, football fans of the league from the land of the rising sun. This is Gridiron Japan. Zach Kyleman in here hosting, as always, joined by my other co-hosts and two of my good friends from, from Japan right now. We have John Gunning from Inside Sports Japan joining us. And from Chicago, we have Greg James of CFL America Radio joining with us and the man that is commandeering and leading our Gridiron Japan TV and radio fronts online. Guys, welcoming you all in here. As uh, well, a lot of exciting news in the league and uh, playoffs around the corner for X1 Super. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about, and especially for next year, we have a lot to talk about. We'll get into that first. But how are we doing today? You know, what, what's been going on with your guy with you guys? Yeah, good. Thanks, Zach. It's great to see you guys again. Uh, just busy. I'm uh, obviously, as you know, sumo is my main thing. So we're in the middle of a tournament here, preparing for the start of the first ever professional, fully professional rugby season in Japan as well. And yeah, just a lot of stuff. Football, obviously, is another part of it, but uh, busy, busy. Mm, nice. Yeah, no, same here. We just wrapped up Thanksgiving yesterday and back home and settling in. It's a four-day weekend, and uh, yeah, no, things are good. It's uh, got uh, high school playoffs tomorrow here in Illinois, so that's a full slate of uh, another added full slate on TV here for the state championships, including uh, the, my home, my hometown's uh, – high school and uh, i think they're class what 5a but oh. so that's what's going on but no ter- um thanksgiving was good john have you ever had american thanksgiving a uh, couple of times maybe oh, two three yeah. times in my life yeah i've sat down okay. at uh, thanksgiving dinners once okay. when i lived in the states and then I had friends here who were on uh, military u.s military bases in japan yeah. so popped out there and uh stuffed myself silly <laughs> well it was a nice one yeah, it was a nice one here because the Bears won, barely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving I game. I got it done. <laughs> I got to admit, that was my my first game of the season I didn't watch live. I wasn't getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to <laughs> watch that. And, and having seen the highlights, I think I made a wise decision, you know. It, it was a bit of a stinker. So they won, yeah. but <laughs> you, you definitely weren't missing much. <laughs> it didn't look like it. The highlights were very short. The, the, the business decision was made and it was probably for the best <laughs> for, and, and, and by the way greg bringing it up for those of you out there that are american audience or those that are celebrating thanksgiving happy thanksgiving or at least the weekend to you all and we're recording the day after of course and leading up to the x1 super contest we will hold off on discussing the key playoff implications of the x1 super because we had the promotions finally get delegated in X1 areas. So we know what the 12 team setup will be, or at least what in theory it should be. You know, they some, I believe from John's pa- talking with him, us, of course, in the past and understanding, you know, they have to accept those promotions still too. But from what we understand, they probably will. Uh, the uh, that was, yeah, that was a little bit, that was like if one team had gotten in, they mm-hmm. were gone, but like they didn't, so I don't. I it's it's set. Okay, I was just making sure because I know I I think we had talked that the deer may or may not. I know that there's some budgetary restraints too that you know make those decisions. Uh, that, was, as well. um, that was the Eagles. Eagles. That was okay. Eagles. Okay, yeah, but uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought of those. Okay. okay, so folks, here's the deal for the four new teams coming up from area two X one Super for the 2022 season are as follows. They are going to be your Equal One Fukuoka Sons, the Deers Football Club, and then both uh, the Asahi group, groups that are going to be joined, who actually played each other in kind of a pseudo-championship, if you ask me, last sec- last section here. Uh, that'll be the Soft Drink Challengers and the Beer, the beer Silver Star. So that joins along with the current eight other rosters that are in X1 Super setting up for what we talked about earlier in the year, 12 teams going back up to double digits again. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you want to talk about teams that uh, have reason to be thankful, it's uh, the Lix, uh, well, not Lix anymore, the Deers football club, because uh, the previously winless uh, Nagoya Cyclones did them a huge favor the other day and, and knocked off the, the Eagles that we just mentioned, the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Eagles. And uh, I actually thought that would happen because, you know, the schedule, the, the strength of schedules were so difficult. Like 
Nagoya had by far the toughest schedule of the year. Mm. So, and the teams had only previously met once in the last 15 years, maybe once ever. I, I couldn't find any other meetings between them anyway in the last 15 years. And uh, Nagoya had won that with a nail biter a few years ago. And they did the same again. Squeaked by the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Eagles, which allowed Deers to make it to the top division. So now, like you said, you, the, the four teams that are coming back up, three of them are former champions. Deers, uh, Silver Star and Challengers are, have all won the Japan X Bowl or the Tokyo Super Bowl in the past. Mm-hmm. And the one new team is the one who was created in 2017, Equal One Fukuoka Suns, which has been on a tear through the division since its formation. It's down in the south of Japan, Fukuoka, the only team in that region, formed four years ago and have absolutely devastated everyone practically on the way right up to the top. They're, they're going to have a huge jump in leap now. So, you know, we'll see how they do in the top division. But uh, they're a creative, innovative team that have caused everyone's attention in the last four years. So, I mean, you've if you were picking the teams to come back to the top division, they were the ones everyone would have picked. You know, the big, mm-hmm. the three big names that have, were relegated, plus the one extremely exciting new team. So, I mean, there's, there's still the the massive gap in level between the top three and everyone else. But uh, if you're going to put teams into the top division, they're the ones that you would want in it. Nice. Yeah, the Suns really took it to the Caterpillars, by the way. Uh, I mean, just, it was uh, kind of, it was kind of a clinic they were putting on, you know, if there, there's any doubt about them getting up and being promoted at has being one of the top three teams in area, uh, yeah. all that was left out on the field last weekend as of our recording. They, they put a, I mean, you talk about putting a statement on it, a 55 to seven win. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big statement. That's impressive. Cause you know, Densu, the Caterpillars were, it's kind of neck and neck in most people's rankings with sons, you know, and, there was a thought that they might actually get that fourth spot in the top division. And it uh, didn't look like there was a lot between the teams for most of the year, but I mean, when they went to head to head, like you said, that the clear gulf in class was absolutely on display. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, that was really the, the big, I would say the one that was the most definitive. Otherwise the contest of that, of this past section, the final section of the season for X one area that I was watching out for, was the challengers and silver star, as I mentioned, kind of a pseudo area championship, if you will, because they, they did finish one and two respectively at the top of those standings. Uh, funny enough, the score doesn't really, t- doesn't really do justice. The silver star kind of coasted for most of this one had, they were comfortably up 38 to 13 at one point in the fourth quarter. Uh, but still, I mean, these are your top dogs for a reason and they're good additions. You know, it, it, it makes it a little that much more exciting, at least for, perhaps the uh, fourth position in the champ in the playoffs come next season that I'm looking forward to, you know, I had to say, that, one a, that one was a surprising result because Silver Star did pick the challengers last year in that weird tournament that they had, but Silver Star have no Americans, hmm. you know, challengers yeah. have a full complement of four Americans. And you're not talking about guys like you're talking about Garrett Saffron, the quarterback who has spent time with the, with the, uh, what were the, the Los, Los Angeles Raiders when he was with them? Or uh, where were the Raiders? Were they in Oakland? I can't remember where they It would be in. Oakland at that point. Oakland, I think. yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. When the Raiders were in Oakland, Garrett Saffron, the uh, Challengers quarterback, spent some time with them. Michael Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about like Florida, then Miami of Ohio. Robert Johnson was Dak, one of Dak Prescott's targets at, you know, Mississippi. So, I mean, they, they have four high-level Americans. They are a good, strong team. And like you said... You know, I mean, everyone seemed up for it. I, I, I expected that game to go the opposite way. I expected Challengers mm-hmm. to stamp all over Silver Star, who don't didn't bring back any of their Americans this year. And instead, it was, you know, like you said, that was a... I, to me, you know, I was watch football a lot in Japan. That was a very surprising outcome, the way that Silver Star jumped all over them early on, you know? Right. I, I didn't expect that win. It's kind of funny. It, it was... Uh... Wasn't I mean for Silver Star? It was seemed like it was more just like an opportunistic type of uh, game, you know. It started out with that block punt that kind of just set the tone for them the rest of the way forward. You know, it's not like anyone really lit up the stat sheet either. Just a, somewhat of a balanced rushing attack, not too much on the ground, but opportunities are what they took a plenty. <laughs> this is how this went in that opposite direction there. 
Yeah, we've always talked like in Japan, really, it's your Japanese players that win you games. I mean, that's, you know, you, you, the big three are not the big three because of the Americans they have. They're the big three because they have all the best Japanese talent. And what the American players in Japan are, they're the cream. They're like your, your blue chips that will win you close games against the other big teams. You know, obviously they're very important, you know, but it's not like we'll say some of leagues in Europe or some of the smaller countries where if you have an American quarterback an American receiver, you know, those two guys can just play catch all day long and no one's going to be able to stop them. It's not, it's not right. like that here. I mean, you, you need those good players, obviously, to be competitive at the very top. But so like Silver Star to me, Silver Star and Challengers were very similar in terms of level, in terms of their squads of Japanese players. So then you would expect Challengers having four high level Americans would have given them that age. But yeah, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out that way. Well even, well, even too, you know, like, like talking to the block, block punt, I mean, this would have been a 21 10 contest at halftime if you don't have the Silver Star have a return as as you're having the second quarter kick off. So, I mean, you know, special teams of plenty as well kind of stuck out too. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and that, that seems like in X League, at least, you know, we talk, it's more of an amateur league. So, you know, maybe some more of these things are, uh, you know, mistakes happen a bit more or assignments might get missed a little bit more often. Um, this would be kind of the case in that contest. You know, you just uh, sometimes special teams get a little more, I would say uh, it's more, it's more taken advantage of if you have a lack of uh, at least doing your job or at least being able to execute on every play more efficiently. Right. right. Yeah. You know, with that, I mean, special teams and special teams, is, oh, and special teams obviously for, for a lot of teams is often the most over, aspect of the game you know um a game really can be one on a special teams play and i know you know really we haven't quite seen it with the x league this year but for example we'll use the packers cardinals game but for a muffed punt and a pinky finger the cardinals want to won that game so going to your point yeah special teams is, is really i mean when it comes down to it those special teams uh players and and a lot of times oftentimes they're just uh, the guys that are on your bench have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Well, they're called special for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you aren't wrong. <laughs> I used my, my, my school head coach always would batter in our heads for when we were running plays. Uh, Cause somehow I, somehow I ended up on kickoff and kick return. I don't know how I'm one of the slowest people you'll ever meet in terms of speed and running around, but he always would batter in my head. It's like, this is the one side where any given play any one chance you can instantly score a touchdown if if everything's executed, you know, on on a block, you know. I mean, yeah, sure, every play is designed to go for a TD in theory, but kickoffs are really that. You are going for the touchdown every right. time you have a kickoff or a punt return or something of that like. So it's the one side of the ball where that's the first thing in mind that you're going well, for. Look this. At your, your timing for this segment is perfect because look who's up for, you know, the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester. I mean, you know, how many, so you're talking about what, like less than 20 plays, like 16 to 18 plays in a career that's deciding a guy, obviously, I mean, there's a whole ton of other ones where he created good good field position, but in terms of number of plays, like compared to say a receiver running back, how many touchdowns he scored, but absolutely he should be in the hall of fame because that is a position on the football field and he was the best ever to do it. But I have the same. It's the same for, for me for kickers, punters, things like that. Like these are, if they're not, you know, valuable positions, why do we even have them in the game? You know, yeah. these are these are positions. Kickers win more games than anybody. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, to your, to, to your point, I mean, I was on a pre-Hall of Fame selection committee uh, selection meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago. All the arguments John made were the same ones that all of us were making for selecting guys like Hester, um, and even kickers and punters, because just it goes back to what John said. They're special for a reason. So, oh yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt. I, I mean, yeah. If we're talking NFL wise, you know, that's the Hester's one of the shining examples. Him and Deion Sanders of just like, you know, yeah. top tier talent in that area. And then, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we had our first punter make the NFL Hall of Fame as well. So, great guy. Yeah, Ray guy, got to represent, man. Yeah, <laughs> opens the door. 
But yeah, yeah, superstar. So, yep, that was uh, that was kind of like you said the championship game. Even though it wasn't built that way, or there was no there's no championship in the second tier this time out. Right. But it, it just got ske- it was weird how the schedule just kind of lined up. Where it's like, <laughs> oh hey, well, I guess we could call it this way. <laughs> yep, <know>? yep, worked <laughs> out perfectly. And so superstar went unbeaten. So they go six and zero, and they top that second tier, and will three others they'll be going back to the top tier next year yeah good good tune-up <laughs> i guess gonna be a break of course for them for a few months but good tune-up yeah start things yeah. out All right i guess this is the time for you know players are thinking of coming to japan uh it, it's tough to get like yoshihito omi who's you know ibm big blue and leipzig king so he, he was posting this week for players who are interested in coming to japan you start contacting those teams now it's, mm-hmm. it's rare and it's hard for people to get in with direct contacts, but Silver Star are one of the teams in the past that have actually been open to people contacting them directly. Um, I know we've helped a few players get onto that team ourselves with Inside Sport Japan, but uh, yeah, go on social media. So between now and January, you know, for most of the teams, especially the second tier ones that are coming up, you know, they're going to need Americans next year. So if you're a... If you have NFL, D1, FBS, or FCS level experience and you're, you're looking to play out in Japan, which is, you know, on average, the highest paid league in the world outside North America, it's the highest level. So, like, I would just say to a lot, any players who are listening in and thinking about how to come to Japan, this is the time of year you should be doing your research, checking out the teams, you know, putting together your highlight film, getting in touch, contact them through all their various social media channels. And you never know. You could be playing here next year. Start organizing your stuff, folks. Especially if you're listening right now. Yeah, John, John knows he's 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 well, done it. He's done it for for people in the past. Past, he's helping them get that direction. So, yeah, this is the key time of year. You know, season is over. Um, a lot of guys will be already decided by the time the spring rolls around. So there's going to be open tryouts as well. Usually in February, a lot of the teams have tryouts in February. So if you're planning, like Japan is not open, obviously, but. Uh, you can come in on work visas, so teams can obviously gotten around that that restriction because they're they're hiring people. So, yep. Anyway, it's just an aside, but like I think just when you said that to me, now I just popped into my mind that there's probably players out there that are listening to this and wondering about how can they come to Japan. So, oh yeah. Well, I mean, next year is going to probably be even more competitive for promotion relegation now that you have more teams. I don't I don't know what they're going to do in terms of. Uh, I actually. Actually, that's a good question. I think I don't know if no asked <laughs> okay. Well, is there so let's 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 talk. Uh, I mean, is there anything in the past that's like say like they drop one and move one or oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they 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 seem to change the layout of the, the league every couple of years, you know. So, like, the, the whole reason that Deer, Silver Star, and Challengers were in the second tier is because they cut that top division essentially by two teams and and right, you know, started dropping teams down, but. We don't know much about the promotion relegation following next season. All we know is that they have now a 12-team top division, and the it seems like they're going to have two six-team sets in that top division, two six, uh, six-team conferences with the winners just going directly to the right. Right, board. right. It will be a disaster because as soon as the schedule is released, you'll already know one of the teams in the championship game. You know, <laughs> because, right. I mean, it's, it's simple mathematics, you know, and the likelihood... For a lot of people here in Japan, if that's the way they do go with it, what they generally tend to do is the teams in West Japan, the likes of Panasonic, Elecom, you know, Fukuoka, they tend to get stuck together because it's just easier to arrange games. Mm-hmm. So there is there is a high likelihood. I mean, right. I'm now the Panasonic will be in one group and Fujitsu and Obik in the other group. So if that happens, as soon as the schedule is released, you'll know one of the teams in the Rice Bowl because nobody's going to beat Panasonic. And you'll know, okay, well, this, and then there's a second matchup. The matchup between Obik and Fujitsu is essentially the semifinal. So, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, if they do go that way, it would be undoing a lot of the work that was done, like creating those smaller divisions. But, uh, yeah, it's just there, there's an inequality. And, would they, and John, would that... yeah. Sorry, John, did I did... miss the question? What was that? John, do you think they would uh, a playoff scenario like what the CFL does? Where you've got the top three teams in each division. No, I've heard the that playoffs, they're just going to. Just... 
No, no. That's well. I, I mean, like they could change it, but I, from what I've heard, they're just going to make the top division two team, uh, two six team groups, and uh, sorry, two groups of six teams, and then just the winner of each group goes directly into the championship game. That's what okay. I've heard. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, hey, we'll see. There... That's, that's for next year. I mean, honestly, the, you know, we're talking playoffs. Like, I mean, it's not. That's fine. It's a normal thing. I mean, the ELF for crying out loud is doing three divisions where they're doing three division champions and then a one wild card pickup as the playoff. And that was just announced yeah. earlier today. And I'm like, in my head, I've never seen that. So I'm like, oh, that's uh, different, but okay. I mean, that's, that's very much like soccer. You know, I think that's the European background, you know, the, the best runners up. That's, right. That's a very soccer style thing. I mean, if I, I just saw that this morning. If you're if you're a Stuttgart Surge fan, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody somebody put up on Twitter, Stuttgart Surge have been eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> <laughs> because they're in with Galaxy and the two Austrian teams, right. you know. Their season is already over, you know. <laughs> they already had it's not yeah. as if it was already rough last year. Now you gotta get packed in with two of the best teams in yeah. that in Austria. <laughs> In soccer, they call that the group of death. You know, oh, when you no. have like the World Cup, there's always there's always one group with like four teams, and three of them are like you know potential champions. It's always called the group of death because sure. you're going to have like really strong teams go yeah, out and would... stage. You know, mm-hmm. sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I just found that funny, and you know, we're talking standing, so I've, you know, or at least the what could be the future here. So, you know, hey. American taking it yeah. as I can, but that's when, when you step in an international ball, I mean, that's you're, you're taking every or taking every different quirk. Some people have different spins on it. So, you know, as John, like John mentioning there, that's a, that's just taking football and putting into football. If that makes any sense to someone listening. In. Yeah. The only thing really about Japan and playoffs, I mean, they, the system changes almost yearly, you know, I mean, right. like, there isn't, you know, it's, I don't know if that's a good, I, they keep changing it around trying to get things to work, but, the biggest problem they have is the whatever system you bring up, there's still only going to be three teams in it unless the, something is, <laughs> happens to to redress the competitive balance. So, you know, um, it's difficult. It's a difficult problem that requires uh, not, a, not a change of playoff seedings and style, but a change of, uh, you know, football parity in the country as a whole. Right, right. That it's a it's kind of touchy. Don't want to don't want to knock down the good teams, but also you know you can't have consistently the same people. You know, product. So becomes... this is a yeah. We talk about playoffs. So the the thing with football in most countries around the world, with American football, is it's very similar to soccer in terms of how it's run. Right. So you have promotion, you have relegation, you have divisions, and in almost every country in the world, you have two to three at most very strong teams that are actually capable of winning the championship. And that's the way it is in soccer worldwide. I mean, every soccer league is the same. So, but those are their, their championships in soccer are run on a league basis. Everyone plays everyone else home and away. And the team with the most points at the end of the year is the champion. Soccer Mm -hmm. doesn't do playoffs. Like in in the U S it does because it's, you know, it's a cultural thing there. So people expect it, but around the world, The, the main championship is run in a straight league system. Whoever has the most wins at the end of the year is the champion. But, you know, American football is in this weird kind of in-between situation because the countries that it's played in, you know, they have that same kind of culture of like the, the strong teams, but they need a playoff system because they want to do it like the NFL does it or like mm-hmm. the CFL does it. But, sure. you know, it's, it's hard to work it because, you know, no matter what country you go to, you, you can pretty much, you know, know who's going to be in the championship game year after year after year. So, you know, good point. Never, never thought of it that way, but that is, that is kind of uh it's kind of a funny way of looking at it. You know, yeah. you want to, you know, grappling with two different, with the sports expectations versus, you know, what you're used to. Yeah, we can't because these got like the U S U S sports has a salary cap. And it has college, major college sports, which leads to a drop. Mm-hmm. But major college sports and a salary cap doesn't exist in any other country. You know, legally, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of problems. Like, there, aren't, there aren't the huge college leagues like there are in the U.S. in most sports in, in around the world. So you can't draft the best talent every year. You can't, 
they're the two things that redress the balance, right? Because in the US, right. like every team has a limit how much you can spend. So like the best players, they can't hoard all the best players because they can't afford them. They can't take in all the best talent because the weaker teams get the first choice every year. But mm. without those two things, you're always going to end up in a situation like you have around the world where the strong teams will be able to hoard all the best talent and pay them and, all, and consequently be the best year after year after year. So, you know, that's true. Mm-hmm. Kind of what, uh, if it, and maybe I'm wrong, isn't it kind of the way it is with baseball, with uh, the Central and the Pacific Leagues over there in Japan, at least kind of similar, even though they have playoffs in the Japan series. Um, I mean, the Giants are the top teams. They have the top team uh, seemingly for decades. Is that how it is there on the baseball side? You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) Your your knowledge of baseball in Japan is way ahead of mine, you know. That's one sport I cannot talk to at all. (laughs) I have no idea. I really don't. I couldn't. I think there's a draft in baseball, but I couldn't be honest. I honestly, I really couldn't tell you. Looks like we need a skew episode. Some research needs to be done. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, baseball is the one sport I, you know, I know almost nothing about. Well, (laughs) for for another for another day, I I. I will definitely want to talk with Greg and see what he finds on that because I know he's going to be looking it up after we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> if there, I know. Is a, there is a Japan baseball weekly podcast with a couple of veteran uh, sports writers, baseball sports oh, yeah. writers. In English, okay. So check yeah. those guys out. They do great content interviews with the players. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I was just, I was just curious because i mean for i know a few uh i know they get a few people that have listened to our podcast are also baseball fans so i just was that's right curious if uh yeah so i'll do my research and i'll get back to them on that <laughs> we'll get maybe we'll get an update in the next episode <laughs> when we talk when we talk uh the lead up to uh the japan expo which speaking of that we gotta decide here who's gonna be that fourth team because we, don't, we already know who the first matchup is we we uh, somewhat hinted at it already. Um, we're going to have Obik and Fujitsu having kind of the uh, two and three matchup back to back week, back to back sections, funny enough, as they'll get to play the final section of the X1 super schedule at, against each other coming up here as we're recording. And then they'll get to play themselves again. So it's almost like a tune up, kind of getting a, almost like a scrimmage game, if you will, practicing before things get into order next time. So here's what's at stake. And of course, correct me if I'm wrong here as I read over this. Um, Panasonic's the impulse are waiting to see who they're going to be playing. There are, in theory, three teams at play that could qualify for this fourth spot. Two of them are playing each other today. That would be the Tokyo Gas Creators and the IBM Big Blue. And then Nojima is going to be playing against all Mitsubishi to stay and keep their hopes alive. Last section, when we were talking about that matchup, we were talking Nojima and IBM, IBM came away victorious kind of in the dying minutes of that contest to come from behind victory. And so their destiny is in their hands right now. However, they have the tougher road to get that fourth spot. Tokyo or Tokyo guess it is has probably the toughest of all three because not only do they have to get through IBM, but they have to hope that all Mitsubishi gets their first win of the season after being pretty much gone half the year. Yeah. So that's the mess you're in, folks. Uh, sets up for quite a yeah. uh, exciting and uh, kind of nail-biting sa- Saturday of football. Yeah, you, you set it up perfectly there, Zach. That's, that's basically it. So uh, two and three... Panasonic and Obic are locked into those situations, so it it or into those positions, which means that you know they, they have a game against each other that nobody wants. You know, you don't right. want to be you know you're going to be playing each other immediately again afterwards for in the semifinals. So you don't want players to get injured. You don't want to show your hand. You know, but there's also the pride issue at stake. So sure. I'm, I, I could see that game being two to zero. <laughs> you know? I, I would have a good laugh if like you were able to go out to midfield and be like, 
Hey, tell you what, why don't we just like call this a draw? You shake, I shake. We'll come back in a few, yeah. a few weeks and reset. How about that? <laughs> I, I was talking to some of the players and I was saying, you know, if, if I was uh, the head coach, my plan would be, you know, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down, punt. <laughs> that would be, that would be my entire game plan. You know, I, I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't risk. I wouldn't run a single play. Just because, you know, even runs up the gut or something, like somebody's going to get injured, you know. And then, of course, anytime you're trying not to get injured, that's when people, you know, end up getting injured. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then, like in America. sorry, Greg, is, you're coming in and out again. Yeah, Amer- much like an American Pro Bowl where no, there's no tackling, just a lot. <laughs> The passing and uh, it's like a it's like a Pro Bowl type environment for sure. But uh, yeah, like you said, Zach. So IBM are in the driving seat. Uh, they got creators. They'd be. I mean, creators are. You know, they they played some good ball this year after that first opening week destruction uh, at the hands of Panasonic. They've been pretty good the rest of the way. But IBM would be favored to win that. And if creators somehow manage to upset them, yeah, like you said, they still need Nojima to have a shock loss to all Mitsubishi. So I, IBM are in the driving seat. They should beat creators. If they slip up, it's probably going to be Nojima that's going to sneak into the playoffs. And um, But neither team is, uh, is would be favoured to beat Panasonic. But I, I don't know if you saw, there was a stat put up there recently. So the last time Panasonic went undefeated in the regular season and beat both Fujitsu and Obik in the regular season, they ended up losing to IBM in the semifinal. Ah, <laughs> so, yeah. They lost in consecutive years to IBM in the semifinal, but the first one, like, they went unbeaten. They did all the hard work. They got, you know, they were the top team, and then they lost IBM in the semifinal, you know. So <laughs> um, IBM are, of course, the only team that's actually been in the Japan X Bowl apart from the big three. Uh, over the past, like, what is it, 12, 13 years at this stage? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they would be favoured given the, the current rundown. But uh, it's, you know, still Panasonic, yeah, I mean, they look really good this year. It just It just feels like they're a year. So we'll see. I find that funny because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I think all three of us picked the rise last episode to take this one. We absolutely and- did. Yeah. And so, and what's even crazier, like I said, this was a, they were down 17 to the big blue were down 17 to three going into halftime. And then all of a sudden the second half just exploded. You know, like I said, the, they just kind of snuck by in the fourth quarter with like a last minute touchdown, but you know, it's funny. They, you know, I, I thought they, I thought we'd see the rise, take the spot just cause the, you know, they had battle tested defense and I thought I mean, at least IBM was going to make enough mistakes, but I'll give them some credit because I that tie earlier in the year to the Finies I thought was going to define the uh, year for them. They have a it's a they have definitely turned it around in the late going. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at it, it was still only a four point win, right? So I mean, those, those sure. two teams are very evenly matched, and you can throw in Finies and Tokyo Gas Like you, you got the four teams there. And probably Lions, if it was a normal season, wouldn't be that far behind either. So outside of the big three, there's definitely a lot more parity. And I think if you're if you're looking at next year, you there isn't the gaps then we'll say like with the likes of Silver Star and Deers. I mean, they're up there with Tokyo Gas, with Lions, with your finies. I mean, there, there aren't huge differences. You can see any of those teams beating each other. Um, Silver Star challengers, you know, they could Put it up probably to Nojima, IBM on a good day. Depends on how they restructure their team in the offseason. Right. Uh, who they bring in. But, uh, yeah, the big three are on a different level. But outside that, there are, are definitely different categories or levels of, of teams. But the differences between them are much smaller than they are between the big three and everyone else, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's a lot more parity. So, yeah, I, I thought Nojima would have won it. Uh, but fair play to IBM, you know, uh, they had a rough start to the year. They were getting abused on social media by players of other teams who were accusing them of not really, you know, not really trying to win and just, you know, out there having fun and stuff like that. There was, there was a lot of stuff flying around. Like people were, you know, their opponents were kind of rubbing it into them because they thought they were all IBM were 
all talk, but you know, not backing it up. But um, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff like that, you know, flying around. But you know, Big Blue, oh, like I said, they are the only team apart from the Big Three that's actually even made a championship game in the last right. ten years. So, so you know, know. you got to give them respect. You know, they know how well, to get we, there. Yeah. Well, we have right now an early game update. Oh, At a, end of the first quarter, we got Najima zero. All Mitsubishi zero. So, uh, no, no, we don't, Greg. No, because, no, because that game doesn't kick off for another forty. The, the reason it's zero zero is it doesn't kick off for another fifty three minutes. But, I, mean, he's, no. I mean, he's not wrong. At least, like you're not, you're not wrong. It's, but like, they, no, it hasn't started. I see they put up the score at zero zero in the first quarter. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Huh? they, they no. must have already. I, no, I, bl- no. I blame the I blame the X League for trying to fool its own fans. You, you caught, I was like, how long are we talking? Is that already kicked off? <laughs> it's a stealth launch, John. Currently, yeah, it's currently ten eighteen a.m. in Japan, and that's an eleven a.m. kickoff. So, yeah, I think there that's a placeholder score they just stick up on the website. Yeah, it, technically it's right though. Technically, you're right. They're you know. Zero zero as are as, as every single game this weekend, you know. Right, you are, Greg. No, I'm messing around, but <laughs> nah, it's all right, man. <laughs> I, I, well, I, say, I blame I blame Mexican officials for trying to. <laughs> yeah, I, for a minute there, I thought, God, how, have I already gone too late? Do I have to leave? Too late. So it's time double. <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna do any score predictions or is you know? Oh no, we definitely it? will. Uh, don't yeah. worry, we are going to do so. Oh, there was man. one thing else I wanted to bring that I wanted to bring up because uh, you, well, John, you shared this, and uh, I know Greg got an email. Greg got an email about it, and Inside Sports Japan did. Um, the X League's doing a kind of a unique event with this uh, Tokyo Gas and IBM game. They're doing what is at least it's called a vir- they're doing a virtual stadium is how they're labeling it as the title. Uh, it's a news release on their website. Uh, just go to xleague.jp, go to their news tab, and it's probably one of the first things on there. It's a press release about it, but they're doing an, like an experimental VR chat type of setup. It's going to have alternative uh, commentary and views of the game between the creators and the big blue. And this is the first of its kind. They're testing this out i guess it's pretty accessible it sounds like you can get it on windows mac access it via windows mac android uh doesn't say <laughs> i iphone and ipad are really yeah. options it looks like but it's looks it looks like like a url based type of thing like uh, kind of sounds a, cool hold on there is something about ipads uh yeah so you this is only available to people who <laughs> excuse me who are already signed up for their um, X-League TV service. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've, iOS is not covered. The operation, iPad, iPhone, you can't do it. It's not on iOS. Um, it's only on Mac, uh, like so Mac PC, or Mac, Mac PC. Like, so if, if you have a desktop or lap, an, I, an iMac or a MacBook, you'll be okay, but not on an iPhone or an iPad. And it's okay for Android, it seems, and it's okay for Windows, so. Yeah, fa- I was kind of found it fascinating that Android's the one that gets it. Usually, it seems like Apple products are the exclusive type of th- choice. Yeah, especially in Japan. Japan is heavily iPhone, Apple dominated. Um, yeah, that is. It's definitely unusual. Good to know. Good to good to know. Uh, yeah, that is kind of unusual. Then, if that's how they did it, or, or I don't know if it's limitations of what the service is, but. Um, I'll read off kind of more of the formal formalities. I did kind of mention a few things. So uh, based on this press release, so I'm reading the English translation in a way. Um, number one, the number one point, uh, it's a gorgeous stadium filled with charm of American football. Uh, and they're creating it basically a virtual atmosphere of it. It's, it's kind of like they're putting a miniature field and then like different booths around the said field. Um, the press release photos got like, the, the end zones with uh, branding for each team in it and poss- and players are kind of scattered around. Um, it's kind of the early teasers. There's also going to be apparently Q and a conversations and communication between participants in said space. That's again, the translation, but in the virtual reality segment um, 
So they're going to have different events that are in there besides just the game broadcast. They're going to have different streams of content and apparently layers of uh, commentary per level. So uh, they're giving you plenty of options, which makes me wonder if this is going to something they're thinking about implementing as a, like a full-time thing or like a weekly basis where they pick like a game of the week type of atmosphere, maybe next year as like a start, like a test start this time around. Or, or it could be something since it is IBM, it could be something that uh, the company is, 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 is test running. I mean, we could speculate on theory, but my, just my, my take on it is maybe this is just something, uh, you know, I mean, they don't even have anything like this in the NFL. Not yet. Not yet. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, just, my uh, putting on my I'm, I'm guessing here but i'm just thinking this is something that they're test running now going to be it's in beta with ibm for possibly next season i've got yeah, actually, you're right i'm looking at some other stuff uh like this is i think there's a lot of connection like to the vr headsets and stuff like that i think there's, there's probably going to be like some kind of virtual environment for football fans in the future like you have you have that headset like Oculus or some of those other ones, right? You can right. actually uh, you feel like you're actually there in the stadium or whatever, walk around and, and choose things. It seems. Well, this is kind of part of that paradigm shift that I was talking about on the, on from the 55 yard line last mm. week, where we're going with sports in general. Um, and like you know, like I mentioned, I'm surprised the NFL hasn't done anything like this. So I'm curious to see how John let let it, let me know how it what you hear because I'd be curious to to get an idea of what this is all about because obviously it's um you know i'm not going to have access to do anything like this to, uh during yeah. this game i uh unfortunately i wanted to it's a four, in three and a half hours that game kicks off but i'll be off doing other sport work oh okay. today um well let me know what you hear i i don't have any <laughs> I, i'm uh, i'm behind the the times when it comes to vr stuff and gaming and stuff like that as well so um I don't know. Zach is the youngest here. That that, that responsibility falls on his shoulders. Yeah, he's, I young, guess. He's, young he's a young and he should be up to date with all this kind of stuff. Let me uh, slam down $300 for a VR headset and then we'll go and test this out. Oh, wait, I don't have time or the daytime to go and get to an open store real quick. Guess I'm <laughs> just going to have to find out later next year. Yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, guys. I let you down. a little bit late with that kind of stuff if they, if they had uh i i don't know i think maybe with a lot of these things the press releases and the information comes out you know very late for this uh, i mean two days ago it's like, like this i was kind of shocked they came out like coming into the yeah. day of that they're saying oh yeah by the way just as a heads up if you want to try this out yeah. you know right. um which i, I did mean, greg has a good suspicion i missed this in the press release right below the image it says x-league virtual stadium supported by ibm japan sports so ibm indeed is running this yeah yeah so it fits right into why that matchup is being chosen but like you said it's it's unique and it's innovative and uh you know i'm sure there's going to be you know stuff that has uh, things that have to be uh, wrinkles that have to be ironed out in the early stages but uh yeah it's a good positive sign i hope it opens the door (laughs) i'm looking at i'm looking at it right now there is seven virtual rooms right now for yeah. 10 up to 10 to 20 people and only one person is in any of these rooms now so apparently probably just testing it out seeing how it's going but um yeah no, it'd be interesting to oh it's yeah. already up on site is it well i mean i'm i went to where the press they, they went with the press release and they're just showing the different rooms and but nothing there's no entry for anybody right yet uh, i um yeah i log into my uh let me just log into the X League TV, see if there's anything. It probably won't actually. No, there's nothing as yet. I don't know. It doesn't show anything how you actually get into it. Um, on the X League TV site, there's nothing at the moment. There's only like the games are set, you know, keyed up to be to be right. played. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's something we can talk about once it's actually happened and, and everyone knows what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I hope someone on. Someone on social found this out in time and gets to check it out because I kind of want to see some screenshots if people were able to kind of get the view. Otherwise, this yeah. would be like one of those things like I'm sitting here going, man, I wish I could have told you about this. <laughs> Otherwise, I just got to go on the 
teaser images, but that is a thing that's going on this week that I find yep. fascinating. I, again, it's, it is, it's IBM sports. So there's the tie in, but like, I almost kind of hope this is just like a step to like other stuff that maybe we're seeing teased, you know, like the T the old TV subscription was a big deal this year. You know, that was a big yeah. move for them that, you know, they're trying to move in that direction with and makes it seem a little more serious that way. And yeah, you know, that's a good fan interaction piece with this virtual stadium. I know it's IBM ring, but maybe they can make work it out to where they can make it a consistent thing. If they, it works as a test this time, we'll see. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's good. You know, the VR world is obviously something that's growing as, as the technology improves. So good for them for kind of getting ahead of the curve on this. Watches, uh, watches the X league somehow jumps into the NFT world where I don't understand any of why digital code sells for, that much as art, but I hope that they avoid it. <laughs> they, well, they I, I know BJ, BD of Obic well, is I, big into NFTs and uh, crypto did, and all see. that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, it, it's coming. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that whole world will collapse, I think, you know, but I'm, <laughs> I've been wrong before, you know. You got to get it. I got to get a hold I, of it. I'm pretty sure I'm one of these people who probably turned down like a whole bunch of Bitcoin like you know, 15 years ago. That would have had me an, enough money to buy my own <laughs> island right now, you know. <laughs> I actually, I did meet someone that turned down like, like you're saying, like a ridiculous amount of Bitcoin, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I could be swimming in like a few million right now." I just, uh, I didn't think it was serious. Someone offered me, and I, I just, I just didn't think it'd go anywhere. And I'm like, "What well, there was? Oh, there, okay. There's lots of cases because I remember, like you, you know, you couldn't give it away at one stage. It <laughs> <laughs> just became, you know, but I oh, did." I was in high school i was laughing it off i didn't know what the heck it was at the time i don't know how we got to this path of course future proofing yeah. things is why but i'm just saying yeah who knows well, the, the, the issue and this will you know uh nobody can explain to me really what it is so that's where i i understand catch mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that yeah it's going to be what it's going to be is that you you plug in and then you're instantly transported to your robotic body in the stadium that's fully kitted out with sensors and you're you feel like you're there in Japan and you can walk around the stands and get into fights with other people or <laughs> whatever you want without risk of actual physical damage, you know. Player one is what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. there you go. There you go. There that's you go. There you go. That's what it's going to be. Darn, I forgot to, hit the, one. forgot to hit the button to cheer. They're going to think I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> the All future right, of football so is not. It is. It's, it's coming up. However, we live in the present. Let's talk about these games, shall we? Shall we? Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's look at these X1 Super games. We, man, yeah. we got all, that was a, that's probably the farthest off the beaten path I thought we'd get on at any one of these shows. <laughs> Yeah. Never thought I'd talk Bitcoin on here, but we sure did. Anyway, here's the slate of games, everyone, that we're going to be talking about. That we've we've already highlighted two of them, uh, as we mentioned. Of course, well, actually, we mentioned three of them in the terms of the playoff races. So, as we've said, Obik and Fujitsu, they're going to play their first of two straight contests. As again, Fujitsu and Obik will be in the semifinal already. That match is determined, but they get to play on Sunday, November twenty eighth. Uh, meanwhile, the three Saturday games, which are coming up as we're recording here, uh, shortly, you have Nojima taking on all Mitsubishi. Then you also have right after that, or at least starts midway through that contest, you'll have Elecom Kobe taking on Panasonic. And then the final game of that slate will be the big one that kind of decides what we suspect, who's going to take the number four spot and solidify the two semifinal matchups as the Tokyo gas creators will be taking on the IBM big blue. That's the one I think everyone's waiting to see happen and kind of settle everything. Uh, all the fireworks post possibly going off. Um, but let's give some score predictions. We'll hold off just to build up some uh, excitement to it. We'll hold off the Tokyo gas IBM prediction till the end. Um, okay. So let's get, we'll, we'll do kind of uh We'll do Sunday first, just because we have two matchups in a row. Um, and maybe this is a preview as the playoffs as well. We can kind of say it's an early start. So how do we see this one going? Um, my take on this is, is that um, early prediction to me is Fujitsu. Um, Obik still to me hasn't, it, it hasn't screamed as a team that's 
played above its opponent level at times. So that's kind of why I'm saying that. Um, but I mean, this is a, it could go either way. I think these two are more evenly matched, I think, than what Panasonic's level is right now is how I see it. Yeah. Fujitsu Obik. I mean, injuries are the, the big thing. There's been a lot of players out on both teams, key players as well. A game like this, like I said, it should be zero, zero in, you know, I'd love to predict like a 2-0 win, sure. but I think there there is a little bit of pride at stake. Obviously, the thing is like they're, they're obviously not going to be showing as much as they can do. So I I don't expect this to be a particularly good game. I expect a lot of you know, a lot of punting and stuff like that. I I'll go with 13-10 for Jitsu over over Obik, but I don't think either team will particularly care uh, because you know it's it's a pointless game really. Um, sure. You know, I mean, they, I I think if you ask either team, they'd be happy just to like you know skip this one completely and just get straight to the semi final. So it doesn't really matter. Fujitsu thirteen or Big Ten, I'll just pick a low scoring thing because I don't think either team will be trying too hard. I think you'll see an awful lot of backups playing. Fair enough. That I think that's kind of what I was just about to say. That is, uh, kind of to me, I would assume like a preseason setting. Yeah. Yeah. You know see what the rosters have. Greg, you seeing a similar deal then? Uh, yeah, and, and a lot of guys starting and, and, and getting uh, tryouts for next year, see what everybody can do. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to flip, flip it though. I'm going to go Obik 14, um, Fujitsu seven. Hmm. Yeah. I don't see anybody. I, you know, I mean, you know, obviously I never bet against BJ, um, but oh, okay. <laughs> Game, this game really, it's much like what happened in the CFL um, with uh, Winnipeg losing last week. I mean, no real reason, you know, you're sitting, you know, there's no real reason for any of the starters really to play it on this game. So, so 14 to 7, Ovik. Yeah, it's like that, this, this, speaking of the CFL, right? You had the Argonauts, the same. A lot of the Japanese players got to try out at the end of the season. Yeah, Otto yeah. got to play for the Argonauts, and then they wouldn't let him kick a field and uh, kick any field goals. You know, that was yeah. so frustrating and annoying. You know, he missed well, the first kick, but then they just like they went yeah. for it every single time. You're like, come on, man, give, let the guy kick. You know, what is the point of playing him if you want to mm-hmm. kick? You know? And if memory serves me correct, I think he shanked a couple punts. Yeah, but he's not a punter, right? The nope. only reason he, that was oh, the I first game right. he's ever punted, I think, in his life. Nope. He's a but the CFL, I mean, obviously you have to do both, you know, that's that's right. the thing. But I mean, yeah. if you're gonna bring this guy on and you're gonna have him do something that he's not that's not his position, why don't you let him like see how he is when he's kicking? You know, there's nope. nothing to do. I agree hundred percent. Um, and I was right there and like, wait a minute, why aren't they? But yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I mean yeah. That's off on a tangent again. But like these, yeah, nobody likes these games that have nothing at stake, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, no, without a doubt, you don't wanna you don't wanna have to go. I, I I as a fan more, it's like, well, great, what are we really where's what's the uh at stake what's the thing that we're really coming here for is more like an yeah. exhibition, I guess. I, I mean, think in this sport, particularly when you know injuries can be so devastating and you know players are really putting their bodies on the line it's not like a soccer friendly where like you know guys can kick the ball around the field and like, the chance of injury is low anyway but in yeah. football football is such a violent sport that having pointless games is really not a good thing at all it's not good for anyone involved and you really don't want people out there putting it all on the line for no reason at all you know i mean it, you know we can't make the game perfectly safe, but I mean, if there's if there's a championship at stake or something, then fair enough. You know, this is the game mm-hmm. we love. But for 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 pointless games like this, yeah, nobody. I don't think anyone likes a game like this. You know, nobody well, wants to see. It. it goes back to what I said earlier in the show. I mean, much like the um, the Pro Bowl. I mean, they they barely even tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's what you're going to see. Try and. Two teams, I think, that maybe have a mutual understanding and just go, look, we'll we'll save our best stuff for the next one. Let's just get through today. Um, I'm I'm gonna probably go with Obic for this contest, just preseason wise. It's uh it'll be low, I think it'll be low scoring. Give me him like 17-14 for this. Um, but yeah, it's it's nothing to really write home about. And it, hopefully it won't hopefully we don't see any injuries exasperate any problems for next week, because that'd be That'd be a crying shame, you know, especially when you want these two playing at their best. And, you know, for 
the really what should be some high quality football for the next section coming up for the semifinals. Meanwhile, let's take a look at the Saturday games here. We'll get some, we'll get a rundown. So we'll start with Nojima taking on all Mitsubishi. Uh, as we've talked on this show, all Mitsubishi's joined really late into the year. Um, understandably they've, uh, struggled out the gate when they've gotten back into play. I mean, they've been off for quite some time. So um, catching up to speed is uh, to say the least for them right now. Uh, Nojima currently trying to still vie for that fourth spot. Uh, again, did take a loss to IBM that has shaken up the standings, but they need to have a win to stay in contention. Um, early favorite, I'm going to be honest, the Rise probably take this one. Uh, unless the unless the Lions here will something that we haven't seen yet all year come out now. Yeah, so let's look at look. So Nojima, that game is kicking off in twenty minutes. Uh, IBM's game is later, so Nojima won't have any idea until you know. I mean, so there's yeah, there's a three hour difference. So, I mean, this game could probably be over before IBM kick off. So. Mm-hmm. You know, no Jima's players will be up for it, hopefully, all the way through. I expect this one to go 42-14, no Jima win, as they do everything they can to try and grab that last spot in, in the event of an IBM slip-up against creators. So 42-15, no Jima win. Greg, what you oh, looking sorry, at for this one? 42-14. not 15? <laughs> yeah, I, what was the 15? No, no two-point conversion or safety to worry about? <laughs> not in this game, no. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> 42 14 is what john's got what you got greg i'm in the same camp as john but i think it's going to be like about 35 to 10 okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take it pro- i think i think lions will get some points on the board for this so i'll i'll give them uh I'll give them 27 to 7 we'll do it that way no jim is a little more defensive uh so I'll, I'll i'll say it's a lower score than maybe a, it'll be a reasonably a blowout but not like something ridiculous like 55 7 like the sun's head over an x1 area um, so just saying, uh, the second game before we preview the big one of the weekend, uh, Elk and Kobe Finies, they are out of contention. They're taking on the Panasonic impulse. This is really a, for that, for the impulse, kind of a nothing burger game. Although as we know with the impulse, they have depth, so they can gladly throw out second and third string players at will if they wanted for this one and kind of sit back and have their starters ready to go for the semis. Uh, John, do you see it that w- playing out that way? And uh, how do you think that's going to come out? Yeah, it's another one of these games. It's kind of like weird. Need nothing at stake for either team. Panasonic obviously are, you know, the superior side. But it depends on who they play. I have a prediction of 50 to 7. Elecom haven't beaten anyone this season. They have a win on their record over Lions, but obviously that game wasn't a contested game. Sure. Was when Lions were absent, so... Elecom have this, the draw to open the season, the tie to open the season against IBM, and then they've lost all their other games, and now they finish against the top team in the league. So, uh, yeah, 50-7. to seven. I'm just assuming that Panasonic will just go out there and, and play the way that they can. I mean, they may not, but, you know, they're too good for Elecom either way. So, Fair enough. Greg, I'm assuming you see the same way? Yeah, yeah, I see Panasonic. You know, it's going to be a shutout. I think it's going to be thirty-five and nothing. I think it's going to definitely be more of a more of a standard blowout. Something Panasonic will probably steamroll Elecom here. Give me, uh, give me forty-two to seven here. I think you'll see you'll see a finies get a last-second field goal or last-second touchdown, kind of at least avoid the shutout at the end of the game. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for: the big game of the weekend. The one that decides or really has the most tied to it for who's going to get that fourth spot. It is the Tokyo gas creators taking on the IBM big blue. The ga- the creators themselves have been kind of surprised this year. As we've said in recent episodes, they've kept, they've kept in pace with the others in this race for the fourth speed for the fourth seed. And as we said, once again, here, Nojima and IBM kind of made it this, uh, at least uh, situation after last section. So destinies are intertwined with this game very much. Um, whether Tokyo gas has much more of a thinner shot than IBM, that is to be said here, of course, with the scenarios that we mentioned earlier, but they still have a shot. All these two teams are fighting to have their playoff lives 
either confirmed or kept alive. John, who do you got in this? Uh, I got an IBM. I, the game I can't, I keep going back to is like Nojima beat Tokyo Gas 33 7. Yeah. And IBM then beat Nojima. So I, there's a lot of stuff. Like obviously, Tokyo Gas opened with a 71 0 loss, which had us thinking that they were going to be a disaster. But then they get the, they brought in Jared Evans and you know, the American players, they played Fujitsu close. They had some some really good games, as you said, and they played some really good football all year. But IBM, there's just, like, IBM now, they have Obi, Omi back, and, you know, from, from the ELF, he's back playing with them. I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I just, the, there's too much, too much experience. I think IBM, they had the big matchup really last week, uh, last time I was, you know, when they beat, Nojima, uh, close win, as we said, but, you know, winning that really put them in pole position. And it would be hard to see them losing now to creators when it's all in their own hands. So I have IBM winning 35-24. Half of me thinks that IBM will fight, like really step it up and, and, you know, blow them out. But I can't... Creators are just, they've played so much good football all year, even in losing efforts, that I, I got to give them credit. So I'm, I think they'll, they'll score an IBM at the back end, or as they've always been traditionally shaky at the back end. So, you know, with, with the quarterback and the receivers that uh, Tokyo Gas have, there's definitely going to be opportunities for long touchdowns and stuff like that, passing plays. Mm-hmm. So 35-24, and going with IBM to knock off Tokyo gas and seal that final playoff spot. Greg, you see any chance of the Tokyo gas creators getting into this? I'm going to call for a miracle. I think it's going to be a one point game and I think Ooh. it's going to be about 21 to 20. And I think it's going to hinge on special teams. Tokyo gas is going to pull out the upset. Okay. Wow. Got the split in here. All right wrong I'm, I'm 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 betting i'm gonna be wrong but i'm going that's my pick and i'm gonna stick with it going for the miracle here that w- it would make for one heck of a season i'll tell you that you know what it would be an awesome story to have us discuss on our next show it if would they be, pulled it off if they pulled it off it'd be one of those highlight films that you want to put the nfl films music to it and yeah. have, send a voice narration about the upset of the ages that this would that, <laughs> this whole scenario will be the equivalent of the Buffalo Bills breaking their playoff curse a few years ago because we'd also have to really put up we would really have to put our hands together and pray for a miracle for the Lions to upset Nojima as well in this. Right. <laughs> but I mean, hey, any it's any given Sunday or I guess Saturday in this case. That's football for you. Right. <laughs> you never know. I again, I will special teams. I think that's what we were just talking about with area. I mean, you know, with the challengers and silver star game, I mean, that's really what was a big deciding factor. So I, you know, keep with the theme of the episode, one of the episode points, right. (laughs) You know, if if, if creators do actually make it in. So in 2018, when they had wild cards and quarterfinals in the playoff creators played Panasonic in in the quarterfinal stage and Mm -hmm. lost four to five zero. So, they, they have played Panasonic in the playoffs in the last three years, but uh, I just don't think it's going to happen this time. Sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> different playoff scenario. We were just talking how it seems like it <laughs> changes up so often as it is. But hey, yeah. maybe this time they can get into the semi. It's still possibility still there. It's, they just have the slimmest margin. I'm going to be honest. I'm that guy where I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the big blue here. Um, for I've I've admitted on the show in the past they're they're actually my favorite team I'm I kind of side with them as my as my fan choice, um, but also after after dealing a giving Nojima a loss last week and I thought that IBM was down and out and that they were too much of a mistake too much of a mistake prone team to be at this point now um, they have restored my faith in at least them claiming the fourth spot I think it's going to be a close-ish game but they'll end up taking it in the end. They're more well-rounded is how I see it. Um, 34 to 20 is my result that I am predicting right now. Um, and IBM will pull away with a final touchdown, um, maybe like within the last five minutes to put it away, up two scores to kind of put it at arm's length away. But 
it should, I think it'll be a good contest overall, at least for three quarters. Well, with, uh, with the first one of these games kicking off in 13 minutes, by the time this podcast goes up, everyone will know whether we were present or idiots. <laughs> at least for one. I mean, hey, <laughs> at least for one of the games. You know, well, this'll, this one, as, as I'm saying this right now, of course, in the past, for those listening, <laughs> it'll be out by before IBM and Tokyo Gas play. I guarantee it. You'll get to hear All the right. whole thing. All right. Okay. So I think that'll I think that'll do it, gentlemen. We'll be uh we'll get to discuss the semifinal matchups in our next show. Should be exciting. You know, be a good one. Get to get to really dive into that, you know, and get a little bit more of a deeper take, especially on Obic and Fujitsu. I know we're like talking like we were saying, kind of a more preseason matchup, but the next one we'll get to really dive into it. We'll bring our a game for those contests and kind of break them down even further than we usually do on matchups like these two. Um, but yeah, other than that, hope you guys enjoy this slate of games. Hopefully it's going to be a good one. Playoffs playoff football is going to be exciting and around the corner with Japan expo being just the X league for its first time. And it's uh recent history or in its history now. So rice bowl, as, rice, bowl exactly. rice bowl, rice bowl. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Our next poll is uh, is gone the way of the dinosaurs. That is right. I am uh, stuck on the old website font that is keeping <laughs> keeping me coming back. Yes, folks, the Rice Bowl. Please listen to John if he corrects me. Uh, the Rice Bowl will be coming up, so we are getting excited to talk about that and the playoffs ahead. For Greg James, for John Gunning, I am Zach Common saying so long. Thanks for listening in. Follow us on social media, by the way, Good Iron Japan TV and grand japan tv and radio also greg with the website what you got uh, we got our website is gridironjapan.net our twitter account at gridiron japan and then in far as far as uh where you can find the podcast which is available on spotify and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts but uh if you want a direct link you're sitting at your desktop just type in uh gridironjapanradio.net and in terms of our youtube page We've got where we are at uh, gridironjapantv.net. More games have been added. I've added some more college games and uh, added some more links to other excellent games that are out there in the public domain from other sources. All right. Check out our YouTube channel. You know, follow us on social. We'll be keeping you up to date with more episodes in the future. Until next time, guys, stick around. Enjoy the games today if you're listening in. And uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Next few weeks will be great. See you. Iron Japan. Japan.